going to be at North Central. Thank you, friends. Thank you. It's awesome. Man, it's always awesome to be at North Central in the place with the frozen chosen, the great state or the country of Minnesota is what I call it. Uh, I'm super, super excited to share God's word with you. And um, man, honestly, today, I just really want to inspire you to a life of prayer. We've been talking about prayer in this new season, January 2022, fasting and prayer. And uh, I'm going to make some of you really hungry right now. Is that okay? Uh, because I love breakfast. So today I'm, I'm literally talking about prayer breakfast. You ready? Uh, I love breakfast because breakfast has always been one of the most important meals for me. Uh, as an athlete, I played sports in college and even on to some professional. And breakfast was one of the most important meals for me. They said it's the breakfast of champions. Some people say it's the most important meal of the day. And I love, absolutely love breakfast. I love pancakes, eggs, peanut butter, toast, waffles, jam. Oh, come on, am I making somebody hungry? Eggs, bacon, all that. I just love breakfast, friends. And the one thing I loved about breakfast is I noticed that it did something for my day. I noticed that it kick-started my day. It gave me nutrients. It gave me a, a source of energy and strength as it was breaking down the carbohydrates that I was eating. And I love breakfast. And there are so many great benefits to it. Let me just mention a few of them that you may be aware of or some of you may not be aware of. One, it just gives you energy. If some of you ate breakfast this morning, you probably have some energy. Some of you that may have skipped it, you probably needed a little dose of coffee. Come on. And uh, I love breakfast because it gives me not only energy, but it gives me some essential nutrients that, I, that, 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 that the body needs to thrive and survive and be focused. It, it also helps us, statistics say, to actually control your weight. Breakfast. You know why it does that? Because it also helps you to have a better choice of your meals during the day. But not only that, it boosts your brain power. And then they also said that it could actually reduce some illnesses. And so I absolutely love breakfast. There's benefits to breakfast, but there's another side of it, too. And some of us, if we're honest, we skip breakfast because what? We're just too busy. Right. As students, I mean, this is one of my favorite ones. I was the kind of the odd student in college because cafeteria opened where I went to university at about six o'clock and I was there at like five fifty ready. Come on. I know you're like, man, that guy's crazy. But I just love breakfast. But sometimes when we skip it, it's just because we're too busy. But then we also just don't prepare for it. If we could be honest, sometimes we don't have the food and the things in our cabinets, our pantry, our dorm room, our apartment, and we just don't prepare for it. But actually, for some of us that do eat it, if we're honest, we always don't sit down and just enjoy it. It kind of just reminds you of a hotel complimentary breakfast, right? Where you just kind of pass on through and get what you need. And then this is the student thing right here. I think this is the big one for students, and I can bear witness with you. Some of us, we don't eat breakfast simply because, man, we just rather do what? Sleep in. Can I get an amen? amen? I See, I told you. And so it's just the reality. And you're probably thinking, man, why in the world is this guy talking about breakfast in chapel? But the reality of it is this. Breakfast, as a priority in the natural sense, is actually like prayer as a priority in the spiritual sense. 
Let me, let me just talk to you about prayer breakfast real quick. Can I do that? See, it's important that we practice this, this discipline of prayer every day. Just like, again, I was talking about breakfast. It says the most important meal of the day. And just like there's benefits to breakfast, there's benefits to prayer. Let me just give you some of them. One of the benefits that we have is, man, we get to commune with the creator of the world. What I love about prayer is it's not just this monologue, meaning one-sided. It's dialogue where I can actually talk to God, creator, and listen to God, creator, Holy Spirit, talk back to me. And so prayer is, is, is beneficial because we get to commune with the creator of the world. But not only that, through prayer, we get to learn and discern the will of God. What is God saying to me? What is God saying about my life? How is God actually wanting to use me to impact others and reach people for the gospel? God wants to commune with you. He wants to reveal his will to you. But not only that, he gives you guidance when you talk to him, when you listen to him, when you be still before him. And not only does he give you guidance and give you direction of his will for your life, but friends, he also empowers you. He empowers you when we pray, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's often through some type of prayer or worship that we're singing and we're taking a posture of prayer to God. And as we're praying and, and we prioritize this, we begin to be sensitive to the voice of God. We can hear him. You see, that's what I love about the Holy Spirit, God, because he is not just with you sometimes. The scripture tells that he's the parakletos, meaning he's with you alongside of you all the time. You can walk with God every day. You can live in a posture of prayer. But today I want to inspire you on this practice of prayer because, friends, these benefits that we're talking about that I mentioned is just a few. But the reality of it is, is that we cannot experience those benefits if prayer is not a priority in our life. We cannot experience communing with God and having him commune with us if prayer is not a priority in our life. We cannot experience being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice if prayer is not a priority in our lives. We can't get the will of God and discern what his plan is for my life, for my future, for people that are around me if we don't spend time in prayer with God. And so as we think about these priorities, you know, priorities typically come in, in two ways. One of them is value based. Every, every one of you have values, and we often live out of our values. How you believe is how you behave, typically. And so many of you have a value of education. Why do I know that? Because you're here. You're enrolled in college. Many of you have a value to grow spiritually, because on Wednesday, where are you? You're here. And so you have this value, and you're prioritizing things based on what you value in life. But the other side of priority is this. It can be time-based. What do I mean? By your lack of planning, it creates an emergency, which then that becomes the priority. Just like you forgot to study for that paper last night. And now it's priority that some of your friends may have skipped chapel today, right? Because the paper's priority versus chapel. Time base often interferes with our priorities if we don't plan well. And I love this thought of prayer breakfast and breakfast being the most important meal of the day and sometimes should be the first meal and in correlation to prayer itself because I like this simple phrase, pray first. Whenever things come your way, pray first. Whenever you wake up in the morning, pray first. Whenever you are faced with the situation, pray first. Whenever when you have a midterm or final that's coming up, pray first. And that's what I love about prayer as a priority. 
But, you know, I want to share about Jesus because Jesus really modeled this for us. He modeled it in Mark chapter one, verse 35. We're going to camp out there for the next few minutes. And you probably say, man, where is he going with this? I'm actually going to help us to pray in just a moment. I've got my timer here and I'm not going to take very much time because I want us to spend some time in what? Prayer. And so I love what Jesus is, is modeling in March, Mark 135. It says this, very, very, come on, that, that's, that's like a curse word to some college students. Very early in the morning, very early in the morning, it says, while it was still dark, Jesus, what did he do? He got up out the bed. He got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Friends, I want to just help you with a simple framework. This message, this, this time is very simple for you because I want you to understand that prayer isn't complicated. Prayer isn't this formulaic thing sometimes. It's simply a conversation with God. Simply a conversation with you and God, you dialoguing with him, listening to his voice, maybe even reading some of his word and hearing from the father and you giving your heart and expressing yourself to him and asking him to do what you can't do. Prayer is, is as if we're breathing. That's how it was for Jesus. You know, we, we need breath every day. And, and most of us, we forget how important breath is until it's taken away from us and we're gasping for it. And Jesus, in prayer, it was like breathing for him. And he models this for us as followers of Jesus. And as I look at this text, I want to help you understand three things that I think would transform your life of prayer with Jesus. One is priority. We see that it was a priority. Everything else, many of you may have a calendar. If you don't, I encourage you to get one. But I want to tell you, get prayer on your calendar. I've got it on my calendar. My assistant, she can't mess with it. My wife can't even intervene with my prayer life because I love Jesus more than my wife. I love Jesus more than my five-month-year-old. She can't even intervene with it. I speak in tongues when I'm holding her sometimes. She get her way right now because she's five months. But the reality of it is prayer becomes a priority in my life. Why? Because God's first. He's first before anything. I'm finishing a Master's of Divinity. I'm in school too. But even before I do my work or read my or write my paper or read my book, I'm praying first. Why? Because I can't understand anything these smart people have written if God doesn't speak to me first. So it's a priority, friends. Get it on your calendar. Set a time for it. Rather that's six o'clock. And it doesn't have to be an hour, it doesn't have to be, it could be 15 minutes a day. Get prayer as a priority in your life. And so Jesus, we see here, he prioritized it. How do we know? Because early in the morning, it was his ritual. You see it throughout the Gospels. The other thing I would tell you is this. Get a place. Get a place. Get a place that's uninterrupted. Did you notice that he said, that the scripture says in Mark's account, that Jesus went to a solitary place. This was a place of uninterruption. I mean, we, we love these phones, but there was no phone then. But in our context now, don't go with your phone. Don't go with your computer. Don't go with your laptop. Don't go. Some, go where it's uninterrupted. Go where there's no heavy traffic. Go where it could just be you and Jesus. Go where there's a limited noise and disruptions. Go to a place that's solitary and uninterrupted. So get prayer as a priority. 
Get you a place for it. This is the last simple thing. Get a purpose. Get a purpose for it. In other words, you may use this plan. But I like purpose because we often do things with the purpose. Many of us who don't have a purpose, we walk, we walk and live life aimlessly. But when you have purpose, you can go to the Father. What was Jesus' purpose when he was praying? He was going to the Father to get strength from him. He was going to the Father to be empowered by him. He was going to the Father to hear his voice and discern his will. Why? Because Jesus walked the earth to do the will of the Father. And so he could not do the will of the Father without communing with the Father. Friends, I want to help you understand, you can't do the will of God without communing with God. You, you can try on your own, but it'll lead to failure. It'll lead to you striving instead of striding and doing it naturally. And I want to help you to understand today that when you come to God as a priority, you get a place with him and you begin to have a purpose of what you're seeking God about, why you're coming to him. Friends, I want to tell you that the power of God will move through your life like you never, ever would have thought or imagined as Ephesians 3.20 says. He says that this is what Paul wrote in Ephesians 3.20. He says that the power of God, in summary, it works through us. What that scripture basically means is the power of God, the dunamis power, where we get micro, uh, uh, dynamite from, and the word energeo, where we get energy from. It says that God's power is moving and working through us. And so, friends, God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can think or ask by the power that's at work in you because it's his power and he's moving and working through you. And so when we prioritize prayer, when we get in a place where we want to hear from God and touch heaven from earth, when we get to a place where we want to purpose and go after God and go after his plan and go after his will, I promise you the power of God will move through your life like you've never imagined. I promise you. I promise you. And so I want to help you understand something. You think about your priorities today. I liken it to a big vase. Some people say vase. If you can imagine this vase, we got a bucket of sand, and sand has many grains in it. And I give you some big rocks. And the big rocks would be your priority. Which of those would you put in first? Ideally, you would say, I'm going to put in my priorities. But many of us would actually be putting in sand because the sand represents the many non-essential things in your life. And then we find ourselves putting those rocks on top of the sand. But guess what? The rocks have no place to go anymore. But when you put the rocks in first, just imagine this, the sand you pour in next and it begins to filtrate and form around those rocks. Friends, that's the priority of prayer. When we begin to prioritize prayer as a main thing in our life, when we begin to get in a place that's uninterrupted, when we begin to have a purpose of why I'm going after God, why I want to spend time in his presence, he moves through our lives in such a powerful way. And so I just want to give you some quick application. Just one thing, one thing, one thing. What are you prioritizing over prayer? What are you prioritizing over prayer? Is it your studies? Is it a relationship? Is it your sport that you're enrolled, enrolled in? Is it leisure, fun time? What, what are you prioritizing over prayer? 
Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit will help you to make that shift to put the rocks in first. And then to let, allow every other thing in your life that's not as essential as time with God to trickulate in after that. So I want to give you something to eat on. In 1806, there's a group of five students led by a freshman named Samuel Mills. These students, they prayed. They got prayer as a priority. And they would meet in this place daily. Whatever amount of time they had, they created space. We're going to meet here. We're going to meet God. Here. And they would pray. And they would pray. And they would pray for their school. They would pray for their campus. They would pray for their communities. They would pray for their parents. They would pray for the, the professors and the staff and the adjunct faculty. They would pray for the people at the school. And they begin to catch God's heart for missions for the world. They begin to catch his heart through prayer. And this was called the Haystack Prayer Meetings. It happened on the East Coast. And this, this prayer, this simple prayer with five students, only five students led by Samuel Mills, this simple prayer began to birth the movement that really developed the first American overseas missions organization. And friends, it started with five students. Worship team, I'm going to call you back now. It started with five students. And the world was being changed through this simple Simple discipline of prayer. I want to help you think about something for just a moment. What, 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 what could happen if you students here at NCU would begin to commit to the priority of prayer in your life? What would happen on campus? What would happen back home in your communities? What would happen in Minneapolis? What would happen in the state of Minnesota? What would happen to other universities that are part of the educational society in America? What would happen if students would just begin to commit to say, God, I'm going to seek after your face. God, I'm going to put my heart out to you. God, I'm going to get ugly. I'm going to get snotty. I'm going to get vulnerable because I just want to catch your heart. I want to catch your heartbeat. I want to catch your vision for the world. I want to catch your vision for my life. God, what if, what if you would commit to prayer in such a way that you would allow God to work through you in a way that you couldn't even ever ask for or imagine. I want to tell you what will happen. His power will be manifested in ways that the world needs to know. His power will be demonstrated in ways that you didn't think was capable in your life. What if you would commit to prayer? As breakfast, the first thing I did in the morning, the most important thing of the day, I committed to this. So I want us to stand right now. I want you to stand. I want you to stand. And this is what we're going to do. As they, as they sing some worship, uh, we're going to get a priority. This is our priority right now. It's prayer, right? Let's spend the next few moments, next five minutes or so. And if you want to linger, you can. We'll be here. But we're going to spend the next few moments. I just want you to, to focus on the priority of prayer right now between you and God. You and God. Whatever's on your heart, God wants to hear it. Nothing, nothing, listen, nothing is too hard for God. He wants to hear about everything you're worried about. 
everything you're carrying. So we're going to focus on this priority. But I want you right now, I want you to get a place. So some of you can come to the altar. Come on, you can come. Just, just get out of your seat. Just begin to get comfortable. We're going to make a place. We're going to make a place. Maybe that's in your chair, in your seat. Maybe you're in the balcony and you're in the back corner. But come on, we're just going to get comfortable. We're going to practice what I just talked about. Because the word says, don't be the hearers of it, but be what? Doers of it. So come on, let's just create a place right now in your own space. And we're going we're gonna to come to God with a purpose. I want you to get that purpose on your heart. Maybe you just want to kneel at your seat. Maybe you just want to sit in your seat in the posture of reverence. It's the man, God, I'm coming to you. Come on, we're just going to begin to cry out to God. We're going to begin to pray to him. I'm going to open us up in prayer, but it's just you and God, you and God. Just talk to him about anything you want to talk to him about. And just be listening to him. Be open to hear what he wants to say to you. Father, I thank you that, Lord, you encourage us to pray. As a matter of fact, you said, pray without ceasing. As a matter of fact, your word tells us to pray and faint not. God, some of us, we've been fainting already in the new year. But God, you want to bring us into the fold of communing with you. You want to bring us into the fold of hearing your voice, of being empowered by your spirit, of getting the prophetic vision of heaven and earth that you allow us to invade through our earthly license because of the authority of Jesus. And you want to have us change the world through a posture of prayer. And so, Lord, right now we come to you. Come on, students, just begin to open up your mouth and cry out to God. Right now, Father, we come to you. Come on, faculty, let's lead them into it. Lord, right now we come to you. We come to you with our burdens. We come to you with our cares. We come to you with our worries. And we worship you, Lord of Lord, King of kings. We adore you, Jesus, the lily of the valley, the rose of Saran, the bright and morning star, the prince of peace is who you are. God, we adore you. And we come to you, Lord. We lift our burdens. We lift our cares to you. And God, we want to encounter you in this 2022. We want more of your presence, less of us. It's John said, may I decrease that you may increase in my life, increase in my personal life, increase in my studies, increase in my community, increase in my relationships, increase back at home with my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, increase in my community. God, come on, just begin to cry out to him, students. Cry out to him. God wants to hear you. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Some of you got to begin to pray in that spiritual language a bit more. Exercise that. The Bible says when you pray in your spiritual language, you build up your most holy faith. You edify yourself. Pray in that spiritual language. God reveals mysteries to you when you can pray in that language sometimes. Come on. Talk to him. God, we come to you with purpose today. May you use us. May you use us not just to change this university, but to change the world. God, will you use me to change my business community that I want to go into? Will you use me when I want to go to the mission field? Will you use me to change the world? Will you use me if I choose to go into politics? Will you use me if I choose to go into the medical field? Will you use me, Lord, if I go in the hospitality industry? Will you use me if I'm called to preach at a youth group or a pastor a church? Will you use me, God, to reach more people? Come on, come to the purposes of God. Thy will be done in heaven as it is in heaven on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Come on, that's what you're praying today. God, thy kingdom come. 
Thy will, the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says, in you, friends. Do not be dismayed. The kingdom of heaven is in you. There is a power greater than you could ever imagine or think or ask that's in you, and that's the kingdom of heaven. It can change atmospheres. It can change cities. It can change nations. God will do it as we commit to prayer. Father, build this discipline in us this year. Build this discipline in us this year. Lord, make prayer as it is, as if we're breathing. Lord, we all need breath. Lord, we all need you. Help us to commit to a priority of prayer in our lives. Help us to find a place uninterrupted in solitude where we hear you. Lord, as we come to that place, Lord, let us not, let us not preach a message without hearing from you. Ah! Let us not write a worship song without hearing from you. Let us not register for a class without hearing from you. Lord, help us to hear from you. That we may purpose to partner with you as co-laborers, that thy kingdom would come, that thy will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, students, tap in here for the rest of the few moments. Worship team.